Hello. Real quick, before we start this episode, we do these podcasts to have a little fun, bring a little entertainment and lightness to your day. We don't take ourselves all that seriously, but we definitely take our business serious. Um, At Stateside Management, we represent music producers and mix engineers alike. This is a call to arms to anyone that's in a band or is a solo musician, an artist, and you're looking for a collaborator on your your record or your EP or your single, uh, you know, just drop us a line. We're here to help, whether it's mixing, mastering, producing, or you just need someone to have a, you know, a consultation, an objective outside perspective, you know, maybe approach your music from a different, uh, different angle under a different light and you need some help. Um, that's what we're here to do. So, you know, we want to keep making great records for you guys to love. Um, so yeah, feel free to check out our website at statesidemgmt.com. Shoot me an email anytime, james at statesidemgmt.com. And the other thing is that please, please, please share this podcast with all your friends, your neighbors, your family members, anybody that you think might enjoy this. Um, yeah, and the other the other thing that would really help is if you guys leave a review, make sure you hit subscribe to the podcast and that it automatically downloads every episode that's released. The download numbers and how you rate the podcast and reviews really, really matter. It's the only way that we can let iTunes know that we really exist and that they give us a fair shake. Um, thank you from the bottom of my heart for even checking the show out and supporting what we do. We love you very much. Andrew, start the show. Oh, welcome to the Stateside Podcast. My name is James Ian MacMillan, your host for the day and every day for that matter. Today, Neil's back on the on the show. What's up, Neil? Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm not ready. As always, with our trusted producer of the show and my dear friend and co-host, Andrew Carrion. What's up? Hey, yo. Today, we have a very special guest. As you can hear, they are sitting in their green room getting ready to go on stage. We have a band from Seattle called The Home Team on Revival Records. Say hi, The Home Team. What's up? How's it going? Yes, we have Brian and Daniel. Uh, Daniel is the drummer, and Brian is the singer of The Home Team. And they are a delicious, very (laughs) well-crafted band. Delicious. uh, punk band from Seattle, like you mentioned, and... Um, I'd say creamy. Creamy. I would yeah, say creamy. Creamy, yeah. creamy and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first time anyone's ever called us delicious. <laughs> or creamy, for that matter. Or creamy. Yeah. Well, I, they I, melt in your in your ears, not in your hand. Yeah, I think so. I, I guess I don't They're know. Not in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Why don't you guys sort of give a quick bio? Pretend the people listening have no idea who you are. Um, paint, paint a picture so they can kind of grasp what you guys are up to. Yeah, so the best way I like to describe our band is we are a group of 20-year-old dudes or 20-something-year-old dudes who uh, never got out of their fallout boy and panic at the disco phase. Um, we've been a band for about five years now. Um, this lineup has been around for like two, two and a half years. 
Um, yeah, we just signed to Revival Recordings, uh, a new record coming out July 20th. And we're currently on the road with uh, Rest Repose and Drusy Stalin's Musical Endeavors. Fantastic. And where are you guys playing tonight? Tonight we're at the Foundry in uh, Lakewood, Ohio, just outside of Cleveland. Yeah, and you guys literally go on in a couple hours from now, right? Well, like less than 45 that. minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we get them for a quick hot minute. Uh, so when did you guys officially sign with Revival? Uh, I think it was about February. Yeah, I think we, we signed in like February and then it was announced in April. I think. Something like that. That's killer. Is this a full length you guys are putting out? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, 10 songs, um, 10 full actual songs, no uh, no interludes and no like you know, 30 second intro tracks. Oh, fantastic. Good for you. Dude, so um, actually, a dude named Jared used to be my roommate. I think you know him. Uh, yes, Jared was <laughs> the original singer of the home team. Yeah. No um, way. Yeah, so I, I've been I've been a fan of the home team for a while, actually. No that joke. is so funny. What a small world. <laughs> yep. But anyway, who yeah, so who who uh who ended up doing the record? Uh, we tracked this with uh, Casey Bates. Of course, excellent. Um, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> creamy. He's yeah. another delicious and creamy fellow. <laughs> yeah. Um, working with Casey was awesome. He really helped us like nail in song structure. Yeah. Um, help just I mean, produce the whole thing so we did like a demo session with him so we like over the course of like five or six months before we hit the studio we would track demos just at uh, our guitarist's home studio and then send it off to him and then he would give us feedback bounce it back we'd go back and forth a couple times um, in the beginning it was a little uh, we had a couple songs that got tossed out and didn't make the cut but by the end of it we were after kind of figuring out what it was that he was trying to get from us, mm. uh, we pretty much like the last three or four songs sent it to him. And he was like, "Yep, this is pretty much good. It's, uh, like this is just put this in the in, in the done folder and move on to the next one." That's awesome. Were you guys signed to? And forgive my ignorance, but were you guys signed to Revival prior to going to the studio, or was was this an after signing? No, we uh, so we started recording this record in the end of 2016. Um, in like September of 2016 is when Casey reached out to us. Um, another band that he had recorded had um, shit, forget forget their name. Uh, Afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, re- he recorded another Seattle band called Afterwards, and yeah, he, he told, they told him about us. And then uh, he hit us up and actually came out to see us at a show. Um, liked what he heard and was like, "Hey, let's uh, let's get in the studio and actually work on something." Um, we we had the record finished for like over a year before we signed to Revival. Um, we had actually like our plan. So we had signed to a management um, company a couple a couple years back, and our plan was like record the full well, record the first half of the full length. Um, shop it around, and then hopefully someone liked it enough to want to put out the entire record. Um, so we recorded five songs, uh, shopped out a bunch, basically just heard the same thing from every label we that got back to us. It was, music is great, but the band's not there yet. Um, hit us up on the next one. And yeah. 
so after three or four months of doing that we figured you know okay let's just finish the whole record so we went back in the studio finished it and then um shopped the entire thing out as kind of a hey here's an entire album already recorded ready to go all you have to do is uh, put your like put your logo on the on the back and release the record Um, right yeah we shopped it around for another five or six months and it was literally we had, like we had talked about it at the beginning of 2018 in january we're like okay if nobody picks this up by if we don't get an offer by like february 1st we're just going to release it ourselves and just start working on the next record and just grind from there so how, and, how long did the record sit in total probably a little over a year yeah a little over a year wow yeah, um, I mean, you guys some are of the patient songs people. Very. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely pretty difficult. But some of the songs on there, I think the first five sat for two years. Oh wow! Yeah. Holy shit! So yeah, were, we you, were you guys touring during this time at all? Or were you guys just kind of sitting on your hands waiting? A little bit of both. I mean, we were touring, but we weren't touring as much as we were norm we would normally do. Because uh, a lot of our energy was dedicated towards writing, dedicated mm-hmm. towards getting the record heard by the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, no, we were definitely staying busy in terms of touring, but uh, not nearly as much. Right, right. Um, well, I see that you guys, you said you meant you you mentioned you signed with a management company. Are you referring to Jeremiah with Scarum? Yes. Yeah, Jeremiah has been our dude. He's the man. I It's funny, I actually, I talked to him and the name has escaped me. Is it Gino, the other guy? Gino. Yeah. Gino, yeah. yeah, I talked to him like a year ago, sort of just a random correspondence. We started a thread. Um, but yeah, so anyway, when I saw Jeremiah and that name Scarum Management pop up when we were talking to you guys about me on the show through Nick at Revival, it, it just was like light bulbs like, oh yeah, these fucking guys. And I, I, I forgot how rad of a roster it is. And, you know, Jeremiah, that guy is a monster. He's been doing a lot of really cool stuff. And I, if anyone doesn't know, his day job is incredible. He, he like, helped put, put together some of the PA sound for the Super Bowl in some capacity. I'm not really sure what, but he's a beast. That's wild. Yeah, he's he a great a, dude. He does a lot of stuff at, like, Soldier Field yeah. in uh, Chicago. So he does, like, live sound at, at literally at the Bears games, too. Wow. That's cool. So would you guys, you know, I mean, the, quote, pop-punk genre is, you know, something that's been sort of a legacy, especially on the West Coast for so long. You know, if there was a band coming out today in that genre, or even not even in that genre, are you would you recommend sort of the same track that you guys took? You know, write, spend all this time writing, you know, do everything you can to get those songs in, in the most perfect order possible, and then, and then hit the road pretty hard, get a management company... Or, or is it just kind of chaos and there's there's no real rhyme or reason? You <laughs> if know? you could go back in time, what would you do the same and what would you do differently? Yeah, I guess that's what I'm asking. That's a good way to put it. Boom. I yeah, I well, I'd like to say it's a little bit of both, um, especially considering I really appreciated how smooth everything went once we did have this record just done and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so by all means, I if I were to start another band up from the ground up, I would definitely get a release ready to go right out the bat, but that doesn't mean that there's not going to be hardships along the way, yeah. even after that. that's the case, even after the fact. And 
Uh, and from a branding perspective, that's another thing to figure out. Like, what are we going for? Like, what this is our sound. How are we going to represent it? Yeah. Um, visually and things like that. And so I think it's always a fantastic idea to have as much prepared as you can, but there's only so much you can prepare That's in right. the first place. Yep. Can That's... you can you elaborate more on that? Like, what do you mean only so much you can have prepared? Like, granted, there well, are some things that change and, you know, members maybe come and go and stuff like that. But what? so what, yeah. what do you mean exactly? Like, what are some um, examples of things that, you know, that... Yeah, anyway, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, well, you actually said it yourself. Members is a big one. Um, we spent a lot of time finding the right members of this band, and I am the third singer. I'm definitely the longest running. Um, the first vocalist, Jared, you know, Jared. Um, oh, yes. When he left, he, he was replaced by a second singer who went on one tour and decided it wasn't really for him. And that guy happened to be a friend of mine. So he messaged me on Facebook that he quit. And he said, basically, yo, I just quit the home team. You should totally audition. Um, and I was like, hell yeah. That, I mean, that's another example of just, you know, members going in and out of bands. Um, and I think touring is another big one, like figuring out how well you work with these people on the road. Because when you live with them in a van, for weeks at a time oh, it's like yeah. if, if you find out that you don't mesh with these people there's going to be issues um right and obviously if if your talent uh supersedes the need to get along it's like i feel like there, there are there are plenty of bands that have gone that route of just like yeah we don't get along but we're so good and we're so popular that it doesn't matter but if you're if you're planning on building a, a band from the ground up and you don't necessarily have godlike talent or a, already a huge following, it's like that's that's definitely something you're going to have to consider is how well you work with these people. Um, it's all about partnerships. Seen, exactly, exactly. And we've seen bands uh, that we've toured with that don't work together and then they break up. And it, it's like they, they, they were great bands. There's nothing, there was nothing wrong with their image. There was nothing wrong with their music. They just did not get along and they broke up. Um, and so that it's like it's all for not at that point. So, you know, feeling out the members and then obviously making the proper connections and things like that. Obviously, everything is a little different if you're coming into it from the standpoint of we've already done this before and we're just trying again as opposed to we are a new band right. that has never really before a completely yeah. and, a new brand and at the same time you got to try to discover what that even means for you guys and then you got to find members that click because like a lot of young bands that are trying to build a new brand from the from the ground up like they all they, like there's five different people and they all have five different ideas of what the what directions they want to go a lot of the time mm. sounds like maybe you guys ran into a little bit of that early on too yeah man and especially in the writing process like when we, when John and I started this band, we, he had sent me like five or six demos that he had like written out on Guitar Pro. Um, he sent it to me and I tabbed drums out. We went back and forth and it was just him and I writing. And it was a pretty, pretty different sound than what we have now. Um, just because we had both come from a metal background and we, it was like our first time really writing anything um, that, that wasn't just you know, metal. Right. Um, so we were a lot of the stuff sounded more like four year strongish, you know, like the easy core type riffs that are really guitar driven. Right. Um, just because that that was more along the lines of what he had played in the past, and in the transition to the next EP we put out after that was a pretty big change too. And by the time we got to the full length, 
um, we had 10 songs, you know, half written by one guitarist, um, one written by Brian wrote a, a song pretty much start to finish on the record. Um, our other guitarist, Ryan wrote another song and then our bassist wrote like three of the songs. Um, we had an idea of what we wanted to sound like, but just every person brought something so different to the table that you end up with, you know, three fairly different sounds on the record. And then you um, find a way to blend all of them together. And that's what makes it unique. Exactly. I mean, obviously it's recorded by the same guy. And so the drum sounds are the same, the guitar tones, the same Brian's voice is what blends it all together. But like if there's a couple tracks on the record that if you put them side by side, um, they sound like it could be two completely different artists. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, it's not as easy to write, you know, 12 or 15 songs that all sound exactly the same as you would think. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like a lot of the times, I don't know about you guys, but for me personally, I'll listen to a record and the songs almost sound too much the same. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, it's, it's like a giant, you know, a giant song just basically in one, but no, like I, I, I think, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I think one of the biggest um, contributors to that happening on records is when they have one dude that pretty much writes everything. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because you know, it's a lot of a lot of younger bands. I don't know if you guys ran into this early on in your career too, but it seems like a lot of younger bands they'll they'll have like that one, maybe two people writing everything. And then they have like the the vision, and they're trying they're trying to like basically make everybody else conform to this one idea. But in, in but in reality, what makes these bands unique is when you're able to find everybody's influences and be able to bring it together and to make something unique. That's, that's what gives the originality, the it factor, I guess, if you want to get avant-garde about it, but sounds like you guys did that. That's uh, and and that's, that's something that was kind of tough to get over too, um, because there's so many bands where it's obviously one guy writing it all. Like one, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of making an assumption there, but like, one of the, I think the best examples is the story so far. Like every, I I think every record they put out has been awesome, and every song sounds like it's a part of each individual record. Like you you could pull any song off of any story so far album and just be like, yep, that's the story so far. They have it's a their strong sound. Brand. And, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Exactly. But and you don't get bored of it. It doesn't feel like one giant song. You know what I mean? It feels like one yeah. cohesive brand with different identities as opposed to just one giant, the same song. Exactly. But on, on the other side, I think Pierce the Veil is probably the best example of a band doing a bunch of different stuff. Like on one record, they'll have a song that's pretty much all screaming, all fast, um, really sounds like their older band, like um, when they were before today. It sounds like they're, you know, it's really aggressive punk rock. Um, but with Vic singing over it. And then they'll have a song that sounds like a radio ballad. Like right. it just goes to show that, you know, you don't you don't necessarily have to have one sound on an album, which was a, a kind of a weird thing for us because we were a, a little self-conscious about it, if I'm being honest. You know, we'd have a like one song that's way more rock and one song that you know sounds like it could be on you know, uh, like a, a, a pop hits radio station. Well, especially so when you're uh, starting out, you want to you want to come out swinging and let people you know, be able to easily digest what you're doing. Yeah. And for, for me, for me personally, like I love it. So I, I always like think of records as like, an, as, like a movie and every song is like a different scene within that movie. And so like, obviously each scene has to fit within the movie, 
But if you had like 10 action scenes in a row, that wouldn't be a very good movie. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. you know, you got to have, you know, maybe the, the ballady one if, if you want or the heavy one. Like it's got to the whole record has to like tell a story and each song has to have its own unique identity. But it's a fine line because it, you could go too far with it. And then it's just like, well, what what the hell is this band? Who are they? What are they trying to do? Yeah. But and then if you go too safe, then it's like, well, it's just the same song over and over again. Exactly. And I think Casey actually had a big hand in encouraging us to be more dynamic, uh, particularly, I will say, particularly within each song, because um, he was like, the, we had some songs that kind of floated at one level the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he, he was a big proponent of making sure that we squeeze in dynamics that keep the listener's attention. But I think there, it, it does definitely, it, it did have an impact on our writing being dynamic as a whole over the course of the album. Um, So I do attribute a lot of that to Casey. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of like hiring an outside producer is because like as a band, you're probably spending, sounds like you spent years writing your record. And so, you know, you get desensitized to the problems. We've talked about this on this podcast a bunch. And so like you bring in an outside ear, completely unbiased, no ego, you know, like he didn't write anything. So he's literally just listening unbiased. And like that ear is so valuable, especially from a band standpoint when you spend so long writing it. And especially coming from a producer, like an engineer as decorated as Casey, like he literally has like a platinum record out because he did the most recent Portugal to man CD. Excellent. Or maybe it's not platinum. Maybe it's gold, but he, you know, he put it's out titanium. a song. No, about I think that. you're right. I think it is platinum. <laughs> Triple uranium. There you go. <laughs> so, so to get back on track about you guys, so how many how many dates do you have left on this tour? Ooh, let me uh, open up my handy master tour. I'm, ac- I'm, I'm, gonna, a- I'm gonna ask you what are the cities too, so you better get that ready. Better get it ready. You want me to just go down the list? Oh yeah, yeah. go for it. We well, gotta let people know where you're playing, see exactly. if they catch you. All right. So we're uh, we're playing Lakewood, Ohio, right now. Um, tomorrow, the June 21st, is Morgantown, West Virginia. Then Rochester, New York, uh, Trenton, New Jersey, and Brooklyn, New York on the 24th. Then we are having a day off, which is nice, uh, hitting the Metro Gallery in Baltimore, uh, the Drunk Horse Pub in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Sound Bar in Orlando, Florida, the Crowbar in Tampa, Florida, the Masquerade in Atlanta, and another day off. Then on uh, July 2nd, we're playing Rocket Town in Nashville, uh, Crooked Letter Brewing Company in Ocean Springs. MS is Mississippi or is that Missouri? I think um, it's Missouri. Mississippi. Missouri. Oh, yeah, Ocean Springs, Mississippi. That's right. Um, Fourth of July off. And then the 5th, we're playing Southport Hall in New Orleans, The Secret Group in Houston, Texas, The Rail Club in Fort Worth, Texas, Come and Take It Live in Austin, uh, House of Rock in Corpus Christi, and the last day that we're playing is July 10th at the Desert Flower Art Bar in Big Spring, Texas. Nice. Excellent. Good for you guys, man. I bet it's hot as balls everywhere you're going right now. <laughs> yeah. It's been really hot today and yesterday were the two first kind of temperate, like mild days, yeah. and it's really nice. Yeah. It was raining today. It's it was like, raining today, yeah. It's like 90 plus here in Portland today. Oh my goodness! I know. Yeah, and I uh, we've been kind of balling out on hotels the last couple nights because <laughs> it's so hot. Are you guys <laughs> like, driving around a fifteen passenger Econoline? I would imagine. 
Uh, we actually just made a pretty big investment in the band. We bought a 2016, um, the, the upgrade, the newer version of the Econoline, because Ford stopped making that. Oh so now it's the, uh, um, what, what is it, the Ford Transit is the new van. Um, so, but same concept, you know, we took the back two rows of seats out, uh, installed bunks, um, but this is like, it, it, this is like heaven for us. Oh, we're yeah. used to driving. Our old van was like a 99, 40, 350, uh, yeah, 100, 170,000 miles on it. This one, we bought it with like 27,000 miles. Excellent. Delicious uh, and creamy. Yeah. We're uh, kind of really banking on this whole band thing to work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, so after the tour, what are you doing? What's, what's the rest of the year looking like? Uh, we have a, so we have a record coming out uh, right at the end of this tour on July 20th. Um, and then we have a CD release show at the Vera Project in Seattle on July 28th. We should do that, um, and then, we should do that. And then it's kind of just all up in the air after that. Um, the, I might organize a video for a new single, She's Quiet, but who knows? Yeah, we have yeah. some like some music videos that we've been... Uh, we have a music video that we're basically sitting on right now that Brian's wrapping up the editing. She's Quiet um, is the single, right? Yeah, it's the one we just released. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so that it's actually rad, segues man. into my next question. So, yeah, what, what is the music that you guys have out right now? So, right now, we – well, last year we released Wade In, the first track off of our record. Um, and then we released Fashion Forward, the second track. Uh, Ageless followed that one, the third track. And then She's Quiet, which is, I believe, the sixth track. Yeah. Gotcha. Excellent. Very and then the, is the whole record going to be available for streaming when it comes out? Oh yep. yeah! On yeah. July twentieth, it'll uh, yeah, it'll be up on Spotify, Apple Music, and everything. Excellent. Well, uh, make make some room for James and I. I think we're gonna try to make that Seattle CD release show. Yeah, if we can. Uh, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll come up and bring our portable podcast unit. We'll we'll bust out another episode. With yeah. It. How about that? Oh, that, that would be sick. Yeah, man. We're all about that. Hey, sure. I want to give you guys a heads up really quick. Yeah. I actually have to go warm up for the set because I promised Tony from Rest Repose that I would help him warm up. Do your thing, man. Tonight. I so I, would, I just want to say thank you guys so much for having us tonight. Um, Daniel yeah. can finish it out. I might go get Ryan. He might be able to talk on. Yeah. Some if, other if you got like ten more points. minutes, that'd be cool. Oh yeah. yeah, I got I got time. Okay, cool. <laughs> you guys can't get rid of me. I, I I just have to go warm up. But um but yeah, thank you guys again so much. And thank then you. I will uh I'll see you later. I'll go get Ryan. We'll All see right. you in Seattle. It sounds. Have like. a good show, brother. See you, man. Thank oh, you yeah. so much. Bye bye. Okay. So, who are we with now? Daniel. Daniel. I am okay. still here. Daniel, the man, my fellow drummer. <laughs> yeah. What kind of drum yeah, set do you play? The, I got all the info. Uh, so I play a it's, a, it's a custom stave kit made out of Bavinga. Whoa. Um, yeah, it's made by a company called Joshua Tree Percussion, based out of Joshua Tree, uh, Southern oh, California. No way, I've never even uh, heard of that. That sounds rad. Yeah. Dude, it's literally a guy, like, I found him on MySpace, like, <laughs> five years ago. Wow. Um, like, when MySpace was already dead, like, he only, he didn't have a website. He only had a MySpace. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I, saw, I heard a bunch of reviews from, like, within the Stave drum community. It's a pretty small online community of people that are, like, all about this type of drum. Basically, for those who don't know, uh, Stave drums, they're, they're constructed the way a barrel is made. Mm-hmm. So instead of being plywood that's bent into a circle... It's uh, individual sh- like slabs of wood that are cut to and then like sanded down to form a circle. So there's like less glue. Uh, it's way heavier. Um, the typically they're louder. 
because it's more wood and less glue. Um, but this, this is kind of like my last kit I'll ever buy until you know until I uh, you know, we become gigantic and uh, I get free drum sets. But you know, un- until someone decides to give me a kit for free, this is uh, probably the last one I'm ever gonna buy. This is a uh, it, it is my baby. That's awesome, man. I love hearing I love hearing that because you know everyone's either playing a Tama, DW, Pearl. I mean, all the you know the big top four or five brands. So it's really cool. Like I, I've always wondered if if I made it big as a drummer, would I you know just take the first fucking sponsorship I could get, or would I try to you know go up with a with an independent uh, drum maker? Like that? I mean, it, that person. For, for me, it like obviously I'm not at the like I have a I just got like a, a stick artist endorsement with Big Fur, um, which is a, a big deal for me. Cheap, very cheap sticks from, uh, from here on out. Um, you know, hopefully uh, a head endorsement with Remo is coming soon for Evans. Um, but as far as like a drum kit, because it's such a big investment. I don't know that I would that I would take just an offer from anyone if I didn't really love the kits, just because I already have like the kit that I think sounds the best for what I'm doing. Like I already own it, so I don't really need another drum set. Um, it's not like you know, like guitars where you know most guitarists just go through a, a ton of guitars and they all sound different. And it's easy to, you know, to just like, buy another one. Storing a drum set is kind of a pain, so like I don't have, I don't really want a second one. Like I already have a second one that's just sitting in a storage unit because I don't use it anymore. Right. Um, so I think I, I think if it ever got to the point where I was getting hit up by a drum company for uh, for reimbursement, it would probably be something that I really love. Um, yeah, I, I would. I don't think I have a need to just like take a free kit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think ultimately that's that's the w- the way to go, but it's so hard to you know you spend all this money years after year after year on symbols and heads, and, you know, breaking, you know, the throw on your snare and all that crap. It, it's so tough to turn down a sponsorship. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, symbols are are a different are a different story. Like I've been using Minel symbols for like the last you know, seven or eight years, uh, pretty much just ex- exclusively. And I love them. And I the Minel like top line, like the MB20 line, which they just canceled, and is now the uh, the Byzance heavy. I think but, like the Byzance symbols sound the best. But really, like you're you're really just like nitpicking if you're saying if people are saying you know like oh zildjian sounds so much better than than Sabian's. like the top symbol companies all sound incredible so like when it comes to, to symbols i would be much it'd be a much easier switch to something else if one brand was interested but i think if i don't think i'd ever get to that level without like the brand that i already use being interested you know like i can't imagine that zildjian would just feel like, oh, we really need this guy on our roster, even though I've like since I've never used Zildjian symbols. Yeah. So, hey, Ryan just got here. Nice. Um. Yeah. So as a band from Seattle, you know that's not typically a city that I would think pop punk, right? I mean, it's not really the genre that you associate with that city. Has that been something that has been a source of inspiration for you guys, or 
almost like a, a a source of resistance you know i mean does it does it feel natural coming up as a pop punk band in, in this in the city of seattle not really for me like when we when we first started um we didn't have any other pop punk bands to play with um we played we've played a lot of metal and hardcore shows um and even on this tour that we're on right now like rest repose is more like heavy rock and truce of stalin's musical endeavors they're they're like a super proggy metal like a, a gent would be the the best term um so even like even now it, it's still kind of hard to find pop punk bands to play with um yeah. yeah we play we play a lot of mixed bills uh i think that seattle has a really big music scene but it's mostly like there's a lot of indie bands uh like alternative bands kind of rock bands and uh a lot of hip-hop uh kind of like underground hip-hop that comes out of seattle yeah there is a lot of hip-hop from seattle a lot man well especially with like the whole macklemore thing now so that's just been blowing up uh yeah so there's not really like I'd, i'd consider us more of like a I distinguish us as like a warp tour genre band, um, and there's not really a huge scene for that in Seattle right now. There used to be, and there really isn't right now. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I because I kind of remember those days too. Speaking of warp tour, since it's the last the last year of warp tour, have you did you guys ever get a chance to do a run? Uh, we won the like the Ernie Ball Battle of the Bands um, in 2016. Um, so we got to like open the main stage or one of the two main stages. Um, but we never got a chance to actually like play on the tour. And they're not it's not coming to Seattle this year, so we weren't able to uh, like to play on one of the stages this year either. Yeah, it's we've not a- coming we've to actually- Portland either. Yeah, we've actually talked about this though. I think that obviously the death of Warp Tour is a huge bummer for everybody who's ever been to Warp Tour and grown up going to Warp Tour. Um, but if you look on the brighter side of things, think about, you know, what did Warp Tour have? Like a hundred bands, right? And so all those bands were just on Warp Tour all summer. And so there was no other tours going on. Now there's going to be multiple tours of those same bands teaming up to doing kind of smaller tours. So you're going to be having like more frequent shows going on in in whatever city you're from. Well, that and the, and the fact that like it was kind of hurting the local scene because whenever Warp Tour would come through, people were, were saving their money to go to that. Very and so true. when exactly. you were as as a young band, when you were you know playing shows in the during the summertime, like no one would come out. So I think it's yeah. going to help that as well. I think it will. And I think like, I think there's definitely benefits to it. And like the bigger local bands that were winning the Warp Tour competitions, like. They were spending all their energy playing those, you know, like promoting that, trying to get people to vote for it, and then actually playing that show. So they weren't booking local shows around, like around Warp Tour either. So it like it really killed music scenes throughout the summer, and nobody wants to tour in the summer because you have to avoid Warp Tour because that's where all the draw goes. Yep. And it sucks being in a van with four other sweaty guys when it's 100 degrees out. <laughs> that too. Yeah, that's uh, that's why we're psyched on our new a new van. We don't have to worry about the AC. Everything just runs smoothly. Yeah, it's like they're blasting the AC. Oh, Living the luxurious. 
Well, we're limited luxury out here, guys. We're approaching the last few minutes with you guys. Is there something that you guys want to convey to the audience? You know, I mean, what about yourselves do you want, you know, like, what do you want people to know? We're just, we're not really trying to be anything trendy. Uh, We're not trying to be something that we're not, you know. We're dudes that grew up you know, in the hardcore and metal scene, but we also loved Paramore and Fallout Boy and Jimmy World and bands like that. And we're just kind of like trying to bring that vibe back into the scene, you know? Yeah, that's rad, man. I know we were, before the show started, we were talking about Himza and Botch and you know, all those hardcore bands from Seattle. That's rad. I mean, that's that's the way to John, be. Uh, John, John Pettibone from Himza is actually my boss. <laughs> really for what what do you yeah, do i work at el corazon i do sound at el corazon oh, oh okay right well there you go yeah he that's his venue yeah he used yep. to do lights for botch as well he was like the fifth member he did of he did yeah the guy's an animal he's a he's a maniac but yeah you know I, yeah I, i've grown up idolizing dudes like that you right. know yeah and i can and so... i can really hear that in the sound of the home team i mean there's there's an intensity and a sense of hardcore um, lineage that definitely runs through the band, but it's also shit your mom could bop her head to. Like <laughs> blonde exactly. girls with ponytails. We all, we all joke. Yeah. We all joke about how we're we're stoked that our parents finally want to come to our shows. <laughs> right. Like, I had the same really thing happen with me. The first band I was ever in, where my my mom and my dad wanted to come to the show, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. My sisters were yeah. liking it, and you know. My, my mom literally cried when she heard our first ever Aww. single, um, because I had only I'd played in like you know a hard, like a couple hardcore bands and a deathcore band before that, and she was like, I can't understand the words. <laughs> that's how that's how my mom was because when I first got my start when I was like seventeen recording bands I would record, um, you know I, I, at my parents' property, and. I, my mom was always so happy when I would record a band that she could understand the lyrics to. Right. That was that was her thing. <laughs> right. We're at phase, mom. We're out here for our moms. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, Neil, you know what I'm thinking? What? We should do a couple rapid-fire questions with these guys okay. and then let them go. Let's make it rapid. You guys want to do that? Yeah. We're down. Let's go. So a little caveat to our rapid-fire. It's never rapid, <laughs> ever. So people usually elaborate <laughs> on their answers. Um, so we should probably change the name of it, but we won't. But the initial answer is always rapid. It has to be. Exactly. Okay. But, so, yeah, you okay. you have to answer as quickly as possible, but then you can um, elaborate if you feel the need to explain yourself. I'm ready. Okay. Since you guys are on the West Coast, you'll know this reference. Okay. And here's what we'll do. We'll go. So who just stepped in? Is it Ryan? Yeah, I'm Ryan. Brian or Ryan? I'm Ryan. It was Brian. Right. It's kind of confusing. (laughs) Okay, so we got Ryan and Daniel. So this one will start with Daniel. Yep. Okay, we'll alternate here. Daniel, your first rapid fire question. Here we go. Home Depot or Lowe's? Home Depot. Ooh, good man. I'm a Home Depot uh, guy. I don't give a fuck. I'll sell out, man. (laughs) (laughs) My old man's all about Lowe's. For some reason, he thinks it's like the blue-collar version you always talk shit about Home Depot. That's so great. Dude, I mean, I, I guess I live in a in a suburb of Seattle, and the only Lowe's closed down a couple of years ago. But we have like two Home Depots. That's good. That's where. When, 
What a dumb thing to be territorial about. Yeah. All right. I, I fuck with him, Debo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ryan, Here, here's one for you. Yes. Okay. Is, is popcorn a must at the movies? I'm not a big popcorn fan. Neither am I. Wow. wow. I know it's weird. Everybody hates me for it, but... Uh, Dude, you are the first person I've ever met that shares my feeling of popcorn. I love it, man. Dude, I'm just not... Yeah, it's, we're few and far between, man. I'm not a big popcorn guy. It gets stuck in my throat, and it's just... I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> like, you buy a drink. I'll, yeah, then you gotta get a gigantic <laughs> yeah. drink. That's true. That's you drink a, the drink faster. We all, like... Four of us in the band have movie pass, so on our yeah. off days we just go see movies. Like literally, I think our merch guy saw three movies in a day and a half. That is yeah, we awesome. go to a lot of movies. That's then, that's like the, the typical is, band tour day off. You just live at the movie theater. Exactly, yeah. but yeah. like the move then is you get one person who buys the big tub of popcorn, and we there all split it. Yeah, I mean, some if someone shit. buys the pop, if someone buys the popcorn, I'll I'll put my hand. Of course, popcorn jar, yes, but, but you never have the craving to buy it before a movie. If there was exactly. no popcorn, you would you would not be upset. Not upset. My reasoning no for not buying popcorn is purely financial. It's like twelve dollars <laughs> for a thing of popcorn. It's like, Here's the thing, though. I simply won't. I'm not. I'm not kidding at all. I'm not exaggerating. I will not go see a movie unless I can get a coke and a motherfucking popcorn in the United <laughs> States of America. I hey man, I back it. I back it. Yeah. I'm, see, that's me. All right, moving on. Tomato, tomato, huh? Back to Daniel. Was that it? Literally, tomato, no, no, tomato? No, no, no. Back to Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> favorite... I thought this was America. <laughs> All right. Favorite season? Uh, fall. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw down on that one, too. I love the fall. Hell All yeah, right. dude. Summer's hot. Sucks. Winter's cold. Sucks. Springtime, all I'm thinking about is how shitty it's going to be when it gets to summer. <laughs> exactly, man. A real Northwester right there. <laughs> all right, back to Ryan. Here. On a scale from 1 to 10, how adorable is a three-legged dog wearing a bandana? Dude, the past 10. Right? Beyond 10. Dude, Anything I saw this fucking dog, dog at Starbucks yesterday. He was a three-legged dog. He, he was old, so he had, like, gray little eyebrows and a red bandana. And he was the star of the fucking Starbucks. And people were literally, like, lining up to go pet him. He was everything good in this world. Man, there's something about a three-legged dog that just makes you think, like, this dog resembles all that is pure. Right. That humans are not. Ugh. And if this dog can be missing a leg and still be as joyous and pure as he is, it just, like, it's like the shining glimmer of hope of yeah. humanity. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, man. I'm high fiving you over the over the waves. But at the same time, if I w- if I were missing a leg, no one would be lining up to petting me. That's yeah, what that's what makes a red me bandana. Upset. And, you know. Is that all it is? It's a red bandana. <laughs> Wait, every hipster in Portland wears a goddamn bandana. <laughs> then you're Lieutenant Dan, I think. Yeah, I think at that point you're just Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> have, like you guys have seen like those those cats that are missing their hind legs, and so they put like a fucking wheelchair thing oh, on their yeah. back. Oh yeah. yeah, kills me. Horrible. Oh for, for the cat lovers, I, I lean more towards team. Daniel's cat. A, Daniel's a cat guy. I'm a cat guy too. I really am. No, I we had, we had a, bar, a friend barbecued for us in Detroit a couple days ago, and he had a three-legged dog. Yeah, he had a rescued oh. pit bull that was three-legged. His name was Dorito, and he oh was awesome. Oh my god! <laughs> You're melting my heart right now. Jesus, I know it's great. Jesus, this is the cute podcast. 
So I have two more questions, and I know Neil likes to ask random rapid fire. So I'll, I'll, I'll ask think. two more, and then he'll fire I'll off a think. couple. So yeah. now we're, are we back to Daniel? Yep. Favorite pop punk band? Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> Other than yourself. Blink-182. Of all, of all time, Blink-182, hands down. They Solid. shaped my like my musical... Um, it was my musical taste. That was one of the first, uh, I think, Take Off, no, not Take Off Your Pants, uh, Enema of the State was one of the first CDs that I ever, like, got, like, saved up my allowance for and went to the store and bought it. Right. Um, I went to, like, you know, the, the record store in the mall and bought it. And I remember my grandma, and my mom, and my sister were in the car with me, and I was so excited because I'd only ever seen the music, like, the music videos on MTV. Mm-hmm. So I'd, like, only ever heard the radio versions. And I was like, Mom, can we please listen to this CD? You'll love it. <laughs> and I put it on, and it's just nothing but fuck, shit, and piss. <laughs> like Blink-182 like is. Right. And the look on my grandma's face, I will never forget that. She was horrified. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Was that the first record Travis Barker played on? No, I no. think he was on the record before that, too. Right. Do you hear what happened to him, by the way? No, what? They had to cancel a couple of their shows because he's got blood clots in his arms. Whoa. And so he has Uh-oh. to like, go through surgery and shit. Jesus, that's dangerous. Wow. Yeah. He survived that like plane explosion, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he survived yeah. the plane. The DJ AM dude died. Yeah. Horrific. All right, back to Ryan. Yes, sir. Okay, what was... Uh, how do I do this? What was your favorite movie in the past year? Uh, I'm going to go with the movie that, oh man, wait, actually, ooh, darn it. Can I help you try to remember? Can I give a couple? (laughs) Yeah, give a couple, give a couple. Okay. So I really enjoyed Ready Player One. Uh, a lot of the hardcore gamer nerds were hating on it, but I thought it was excellent. I thought it was great too. Um, It was everything you want in a Spielberg movie. What's, what's not to like? Exactly. Is everything you want. Yep. Um, and then we actually just saw this movie just a couple of days ago called Hereditary. Dude, motherfucker, um, it's like a, that was good. It's that... like a new horror movie that just came out. Oh, every oh week my I God, have a movie pick. Every, every week I have a movie pick, and that was my movie pick. What, Andrew, like two episodes ago? Something like that? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's like, so like the two genres, I'd say like, whole, that's like horror movie of the year for sure. For sure. Oh, and A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place was also very good. Dude, me I... and you were best friends. Did we <laughs> Dude, just become best friends? We're bonding right now. Oh my god! Hey, it's everything I, I love. I hate to be the buzzkill, but the band before us just finished, so we have to go. You gotta go now. Gotta go do yeah, your excellent. thing, man. No problem. Yeah, sorry, Thank guys. you so much for being on, guys. Any any yeah. uh, last words to the audience? Uh, our record "Better Off" is coming out July twentieth on Revival Recordings. Um, you pre-order it online right now, or uh, pick up a copy on like on iTunes. Oh no, not iTunes. They're not selling music anymore. Uh, <laughs> we have a website. We have a website called thehometeamlovesme.com, and you can pre-order there and get everything home team related there. Yeah, and cool. uh, stream us on. If you don't buy music, stream us on Spotify. And yeah. what's your what's your Instagram? Uh, at the home team. Excellent. Nice. We'll put all your, your links and info and stuff, the website and your Instagram up on our, uh, whatever the hell that's called for the podcast, the, the bio. Sick. Thank cool. you so much, guys. Awesome. Appreciate Thank, it. Thank Have you a guys. good show, guys. Thank you again. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sick. guys. All right. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye. Let's go take a pee-pee break, huh? Pee-pee. Pee-pee. Pee-pee.
All right, we back. Successful piss break for myself. How about you guys? Lovely. Nice and hot. Empty. Where did you go, Neil? You were gone for a hot minute there. Yeah, well, I had a... Uh... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know where I went. You don't even remember? It just <laughs> happened. Did you go smoke? No, I, w- I went pee, and then Stefan asked me to, to move some speakers with him. All you have to say is Stefan. Yeah, okay. Stefan happened. Stephen. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I run into Stefan, it's a 10-minute thing, minimum. We were both chatty Cathy's, and it's the worst thing when we get together. Um, we're going to do a little read here, guys. This, sh- this show was brought to you by our dear, dear friends from Revival Recordings. Long-time friends of mine. Long-time friends. Uh, Nick and Sean from The Label were on the podcast back in the... When was that? February-ish? Something was, there was snow on the ground. M- many, many moons ago. Many moons ago. And it sounds like they'll be back on at the end of the summer. But yeah, they they sponsor this episode, and uh, let me tell you about the most innovative approach to new music that exists today. Revival Recordings, an artist's first record label based out of North Carolina, has introduced Revival 52, a commitment to fans to release new music every Friday for all 52 weeks of 2018. From metal to pop punk to indie rock, Revival 52 will bring you something new for you to enjoy every Friday. And right now, Revival is giving away a free Amazon Echo to one lucky fan once they hit 1,000 followers on their Revival 52 Spotify playlist. That's it? Only 1,000, huh? Just go yeah. to FFM. You better hurry up. <laughs> just go to FFM.to backslash Revival 52 and follow the playlist to enter. Enjoy great music from your new favorite record label for free right now. Revival 52 on Spotify. That's FFM.to backslash Revival 52. Pretty good deal. So, yeah, click on that link, uh, then click the green click here to win button. That'll take you to your login to Spotify, log into your old Spotify account, and that's it. Then you're following that playlist, and you're entered to win a free Amazon Echo. Not a bad deal. I think it's a pretty cool idea that they're doing, actually. Like, I know. Every, every single Friday, new music. What other record label is doing that? Dude, I mean, that's Usually, usually so cool. like, you'll go months and months and months, and like, oh, okay, a record label's putting out a new record right. in a couple weeks or whatever, but... Yeah, every single Friday you have something to look forward to. Remember when they were talking about this? It's like Christmas in July, James. Yeah, they've been talking about this for a long time, and when they told me, I was like, that's super ambitious. It's been going on since January. Two weeks, man. If you haven't checked it out yet, you got a lot of catch up, a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty sweet. So, yeah, go do that right now. Thank you, Revival. We love you. Well, let's uh, let's move on to a couple of current. Let me burp. Stand by. And I'm back. Do a couple current events. <laughs> I, I kind of like inward burped. You know, like when you fart and it goes back inside. Or like the inhale scream. That was a thing. Yeah. yeah. Chino from Deftones would do that. <laughs> That's not at all. That's not like a dying. Yeah, Andrew's got it. A little pterodactyl scream. Yeah, man. Andrew said he had like two current events, something like that. That's right. Let's let's see what you got, bro. I've got one as well. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. By a nearly two-to-one margin on Tuesday, the Canadian Senate voted to legalize recreational marijuana. Ooh. Whoa. That reminds me. i got to look at one of my stocks. That's countrywide? <laughs> yes. Canada has become the first member of the G20 group of industrialized nations to end prohibition of pot. Nice, man. Hey, America. Get with it. When did that happen, Andrew? Tuesday. Tuesday. That's a countrywide thing? Yes. Nice, man. 
That is cool. Canada. Well, that didn't go up as high as I thought it would, but oh well, it's up. What are you checking? So the uh, one of the stocks I own, it's called MJ. It's like a, it's a alternative harvest ETF. They owned a lot of uh, marijuana companies up in Canada. And so since now it's rec- like recreation, that, I would assume that that would mean that uh, it would go up. And it did, but not very much. Yeah, you're really into that stock stuff, aren't you? Oh, yes. So one of my current events, actually, Starbucks talk tanked. <laughs> so, oh, I, yeah? so I bought a bunch. <laughs> how, how much did it tank? Went down by like over 9% today, which is Why? crazy. They closed 150 stores, but it's not because they're hurting. It's because if you actually read into it, it's because they, because originally their whole motto was, you know, they wanted nobody to stand in line. So they put a bunch of locations like in small areas. Okay. But now that the company's so big, everybody's pretty much having to stand in line anyway. Yes. So they're opening a new market in China soon. And so they're kind of like cutting costs, increasing profit margins so they can also open up in China. So they're about to, I I, I have a feeling, I'm not... A, a fucking Nostradamus, but the next couple couple of months, their stock price is probably going to go shoot up from that 9% drop because people are dumb and think that it means it's a bad sign that they're closing stores, when in reality, it's a smart move. Well, there you go. That was a stock update with Neil Angle. There we go. We should do that. Yeah, that'll be your, your segment. <laughs> no really no one cares. Fucking rat. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Play stocks. some light jazz music behind it or something. Oh, dude, we got to get wine if I knew that. This is Stocks Sco- with Neil Angle. Or Scotch, yeah. Anyway. What else you got, Drewski? Is there another one? Yes. Hip-hop, Hitmaker, XXX. I don't even know how to say that I name. XXXT. pronounces it. Yeah, yeah. Was shot and killed on Monday in Florida. He was 20 years old. Dude, uh, I don't know any, any of his music, but he seems to have yeah, gotten a lot of respect either. and stuff. He's like yeah. a pretty young kid. Who's Apparently he was a pretty terrible person. Yeah, Not that that means he should die or anything. Beat his wife and yeah, yeah, or his girlfriend or something. Horrible. Allegedly. The, the rumor is he stuck a fork up her vagina. <laughs> Which doesn't sound very pleasant. Sounds no. like southern barbecue. So he was a real turd muffin, but he didn't deserve <laughs> to die. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I guess he got robbed or something. Right. Dude, a lot of those young rappers are going going by the wayside, but most of them are self-inflicted, like, you know, Xanax, fucking Lil whatever. They're all Lil now. Lil Pump, Lil Xanny. SoundCloud rappers. Fuck. Yeah, that's right. SoundCloud rappers. Lil Cloud. Kind of the same. Here's a random, uh, random current event. Have you guys seen the brick wall illusion picture? I heard about it. I haven't seen it. Okay. What what do you see? Just in general? Yeah. Uh, brick wall? I see some stones, like a brick wall, yeah. Okay. What Andrew, like, what do oh, you see? I already got it. Okay. Or do you already know the thing? Yeah, I already know it, I guess. Okay. I see it. Hold okay. on, let me, let me look at it again. Is it one of those, like, blue yeah, just tell or, me what you see. Blue or no, just, I mean, things or whatever? It's very, there's an illusion somewhere in here. I mean, it looks like there's a rock nudged in there. Okay, so that's a rock nudge in there. Isn't that crazy, Andrew? Yeah, it's a little crazy. It's so obvious now that you know what it is, right? Oh, yeah. Wait, what is it? That's a cigar. What? Cigar with, like, the little ash. Oh, shit, you're right. I see it now. I'm so glad that you didn't see it, because that would have totally not. (laughs) That would have flopped if you're like, that's a cigar, bro. Oh, wow. Do I feel... Isn't that nuts? Should I feel like a moron? No, 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 you shouldn't at all. Uh... 
I, I saw this the other day and I totally didn't see it either. Interesting. Yeah, so for those listening, just oh, Google brick like, wall illusion. Yeah, yeah, see? Okay. That's why it threw me. I get it. It's crazy. It looks like a like a crack in the the brick wall or yeah, like you said, a rock or something. It's all about That's the angles. weird. And it shows you it's all about your perception. <laughs> Lessons learned here, guys. I'm sure Bill Clinton would have discovered that right away. Oh, that's <laughs> topical, bro. That's 90s topical. She's yeah. a prick. I was only born one year before, and I still know. No, wait, when did that whole thing happen? Like, 92? 98? That late? Oh, uh, okay. The intern stuff? Uh, yeah, the yeah. cigar stuff. When was that? Like, 97? I, I know the impeachment, all that crap, was like around 98. Oh, Sounds okay. right, I think. So okay. maybe it happened like 96. Pretty cool. Yeah, I, I I dig those weird illusion things. Like the blue or gray dress, whatever the fuck that one was. God, it's hot out. Jesus Christ. Oh, I it, know. It's yeah. like 95 in Portland today. Yeah, Maybe even I, hotter. And I choose to leave right when the weather gets good. Yeah. Swamp yeah, tell the people where you're going tonight. I am going to Jamaica tonight. Jamaica, me crazy boy. <laughs> <laughs> right near the beach. <laughs> fucking Montego Bay. I'm going to go deep sea fishing and fucking un, uh, 11 hour rum tour around the island. Holy shit. We're getting driven around the island, sampling all the rums from all the local distilleries. God, that sounds like fun. It's an impoverished nation, by the way. 11 hours of rum, James. You're going to be fucking (laughs) so hungover and sunburned. (laughs) Please wear sunscreen for the love of God. No, I plan on it. No, when I went to Hawaii several years ago, I actually got second-degree burns from the I believe it, man. I had, like, blisters on my back and shit. Yeah, you got that mixed skin like me. That's not going to serve you very well. What is that supposed to mean? Irish. Mick. Oh, Oh, Mick. Terrible racist. I thought you said mixed. I was, like, going to play it off into a racist. (laughs) I am very not mixed, (laughs) white I'm the whitest guy to white the world what no I mean I, I I once I get a little bit of tan on me I usually do pretty good but it's from the from the uh, you know going from a cave to, yeah to Montego Bay that, uh. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I'm jealous how, how long are you gonna be there uh, about a week Fuck you where are you like what city is it Kings Kingtown Kingston no it's King? Mon- it's Montego Bay but it's uh, the Sandals Resort down there. Oh my god, you <laughs> motherfucker! This is like a something that's been booked for a while with your family, yep. right? Yeah, it's been booked for about a year now. Who's all going? Uh, it's me, my stepdad, my mom, and my two sisters. Fun fact: my sister doesn't listen to this, so I. Are you sure she doesn't listen to this? Good yes. Christ, man! She likes a lot of stuff that we post. Oh well. Well, we're Beep. fucked. <laughs> well, if you want, homeboy can bleep it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll risk it. You know, we, we leave tonight. We can't even listen yeah, to it. Yeah, there you go. He yeah. releases tomorrow. We're, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, we leave tonight. The last thing she's going to be doing is getting on her phone, downloading <laughs> yep. the latest Anytime you podcast. see your sister with headphones in on this trip, just <laughs> run up to her and knock him out. Him out yeah. <laughs> what are you listening to? <laughs> no. Uh, okay, I, I got a movie pick here, Andrew. Carry on. Ruh-roh. Yes. Today, this week, my movie pick of the week is The Wolf of Wall Street. I'm kicking it classic. I'm kicking it old school. Dude, that plays into my stock thing earlier. I know, bro. It's all meant to be. I So I, I watched it. Obviously, I've seen it before, but I saw it again the other night. Yeah, same here. Did you? I just rewatched it, yeah. It's so fucking good. Yeah. I forgot how like legitimately good and funny it was. Scorsese movies are funny. 
Goodfellas. Oh yeah. As long as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. It's yeah. it's so like pulpy and yeah. It started, it started occurring to me how much Tarantino took from him too. Like the whole, just the style with like having pop music play behind a lot of the Rolling Stones and like I don't know that that kind of like the way that he edits and directs. Such yeah, a like the pace of it, the tempo. And based on a true story. Yeah, that it's motherfucker crazy. is a madman. Eighties, the cocaine, all that shit. All yeah. that power. What was every, his day, name? every day of my life, man. Something <laughs> Bell Belfort. I forget. Anyway, if people want to look it up, just look up the true story of the Wolf of Wall Street. You'll have your minds blown. Uh, that is one movie I've actually seen, James. Oh, really? Yep. I'm I love very it. proud of you. It's long. It's over it three hours. So it was Titanic. <laughs> 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 oh boy which I've also seen oh boy those are such <laughs> vastly different movies <laughs> they were, my wife and I for our honeymoon we went on a, a cruise to South America and they kept playing on the ship they kept playing the theme music to Titanic oh my god I don't think How that's, a, that's not good. fucked up is that and we're the so corny and like really inappropriate the Spoiler alert, the fucking ship sinks, guys. <laughs> We're in the middle of the fucking o- <laughs> middle of the ocean. They start playing it. And the music to Titanic's playing. And Ashley and I were just looking around like, is anybody else hearing this? And no one else noticed, just us. In all fairness, it probably they probably have some sort of generic prepaid radio station that they play yeah. constantly. But still. But still. Filter I mean, that shit out. Might be the one song. I mean, that's like... Oh, Andrew's got it. <laughs> Near, far, wherever oh, you That is some beta horseshit. That was so lame. Reminds me of high school. Something. Hey, fuck Celine. 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 I almost said cilantro at one point. <laughs> Fuck cilantro Dion. Cilantro Dijon. I hate her voice. Really? Not, yeah. You do you not like Canadians, dude? All by myself. Sounds like she's got a stupid French-Canadian frog in her throat. Wow. Man, that's some hate. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I don't, I don't no think I've ever heard such hate. It. No real reason for it. Yeah, so that's my goddamn movie pick of the week. Go check it out. I don't have a trailer for you. Fuck it. Titanic. That's, that's how we roll. That's your movie pick, Titanic? <laughs> yeah. Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. Wolf, the Re- Wolf of Wall Street, parentheses, really Titanic. Can we just make Titanic the movie pick of the week for like four weeks? We can. Let's just, we'll just add it to everything that we pick. <laughs> the Titanic part one, part two, part three, name of the episode. Yeah. That works for me. <laughs> Any update on the Chris Hardwick thing? Has anyone heard anything else? I haven't heard anything. Me neither. Chris Hardwick thing. I don't even know if I know what this is. Do you know who Chris Hardwick is? Yes, I do. The nerdist guy? His ex-girlfriend put out a like a really long blog post, really fairly detailed, dark post about, you know, like when she was dating him for a couple of years, he was really abusive and like manipulative and like really dark shit. Right, Drew? Yeah. Some of I mean, if... 10% of it is true. It's pretty fucked. Women I guess he denies that. it. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. It's like his whole career is taken away from him overnight. He lost the show on AMC. He lost the show on Comedy yeah. Central. Allegations overnight. shouldn't be truth. No. 
We There's gotta, no due process. Well, yeah, remember, we gotta, we remember in high school when you, anytime you'd break up with a woman, she would always start like spreading rumors around the school that you were this and that and that, and none of them were true. Yeah, I mean, I want. And be, some guys would probably do the same thing about the girls. Sure. Well, people are doing that now on social media, which is sure. uh, which is a completely different. You know what I mean? Like careers can get destroyed. It's a lot different when you do it amongst the high school populace. Yeah. But it's I it's just know. weird to me that like people won't even entertain what we're talking about right here. And if you do, you're called a bigot. Yeah, you're called a um, what are they called? Like a just because it's victim only... shamer. You know, it's like no. I mean, that's it not could all... be. It could be true. It it could. And be if it true. is, that's awful. And but I can kind of see it. Like he's too squeaky clean. No one's that fucking clean. Like maybe, maybe. And yeah, but again, you can't true. make assumptions off that. You right. got to be innocent until proven guilty. One person just releases a post, and the whole I mean, life is over. All I'll say, you know, is like you could be next. I mean, that's the truth. Like that's how that works. If you're if you jump on the bandwagon and like, fuck this guy, he should lose his job after one person's opinion, one person's social media post. Like, good lord, that's a slippery slope that we as a society don't want to go down. But again, if it's true, it's fucked up. Like, if something illegal, like this is, yeah, and right. and again, I it could be true, and I'm not like you know if it, if it is, fuck you know, yeah. yeah, that's bad, but. Like whatever happened to like if like if if you were a victim if I was a victim of something I would first go to the police about it I w- yeah. my first my first step wouldn't be to go to social media and post well it about wasn't it. her I mean it's complicated it, that wasn't her first step okay. it happened a okay. while ago in fact he's married with someone else so why does she feel the need to bring it up now that's a good question why do people kill themselves I don't know. mental health is very confusing oh you know the whole Stormy Daniels thing with she Trump had, like anorexia and I mean you know it's a, it's a mess gotcha. well you know the whole Stormy Daniels thing with Trump right vaguely I'm not well she was claiming this affair and blah 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 turns out she's back in porn now and she's advertising her new stuff right yeah I mean <sighs> so I it's just, it's literally just a marketing ploy it's a shitty people. world out there the, the part of the the accusation from her is that he had because he has so much power now in Hollywood that he had blacklisted her from the industry so she couldn't get a job to save her life um, why would he feel the need to blacklist her so I, I don't know exactly don't maybe know. she's got some shit she's not saying you know how relationships get people get <laughs> yeah. pretty heated I don't know it's an interesting thing it's worth reading and worth you know debating in your mind and with your friends because this stuff is not going away anytime soon I mean, I think it's, we all, all three of us in this room agree that it's good that the Me Too movement's happening. It's good that men are being put on blast and that everyone has accountability. We'll all sign that. Who doesn't? But to have that just be. false accusation. Yeah, like, fuck, man. What is Andrew playing right now? (laughs) It's for your, uh, your speech. Oh, cool. Keep it going. Got some Enya for you. And I, James MacMillan. Four score. Hereby state that we should jack each other off. <laughs> That's all I got. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, thank you. God <laughs> bless America. Hey, speaking of America, 4th of July is coming up here in a couple weeks. I'll be back for that. Yeah, buddy. Hey, Chris Crumman, if you're listening, you better get on your phone and start inviting people to your fucking pool party that you have every year and I haven't heard about it yet. And if you don't, I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> His address is... No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's your birthday, too. Yeah, you got it, boy. The big three, big three five. You didn't know that? Three five, huh? Born on the fourth of July. American boy. Oh, I did know that. I did know that. I did know that. Yeah. It makes sense why you have an axe. 
makes a lot of sense if you consider it all. <laughs> it all comes back together. Baseball, yeah, we could keep going. What's your favorite beer, James? My favorite beer? Yeah. Usually European stuff. Ooh! Curveball. Kind of a, kind a of giant contradiction. Curveball. Right. <laughs> Is that what you said, Henry? Yeah. Curveball. I need to play something for you guys that I think you'll really appreciate. Okay, you guys ready? Couple weeks, guys. Get your sunglasses prepared. Already got them. Fireworks. Don't got those. Booze. Oh, I'm funny. Free fucking country, bros. <laughs> Andrew, what's your opinion on Bruce Springsteen? Do not give a shit. <laughs> I didn't think you did. That's a very scientific answer. Is don't a, give a fuck about Is that a neutral thing or you don't like him? I don't care for him. Like, I don't care for him. Like, right. I, yeah, I never felt the need to get those. I used to hate him. Hate, 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 hate him. And I don't know, the past couple of years, I'm like, I get it. I'm on board. Oh. You're a real 35-year-old now. Yeah. I think it's a... The boss. <laughs> yeah. It, all, all, uh, all the shows... They'll, they'll say, they go, Bruce. So that the whole audience is chanting Bruce, but it sounds like everyone's saying boo. <laughs> sounds like boo he's being rooms. booed every show. Boo earns. Are you sure he's not being booed every show? <laughs> <laughs> is that just kind of what the marketing says? Yeah. It's really dark in here with sunglasses. You're playing the song. Neil anymore. wears his sunglasses at night so he can All right. Fuck yeah, dude. Let's get the fuck out of here, huh? Fuck out of here. <laughs> I got to catch a plane. Have fun in Jamaica, bro. I will. I shall. If I remember it. Yeah. Thanks again to the home team for being on as our wonderful guest. As a reminder, their new record comes out when, Neil? July 20th. You got it. On, on what Revival label? Recordings. There you go. And what... Who sponsored this episode? Revival. Sean and Nick. There you go. Those mother truckers. I love you, Andrew. I love you, too. I love you, Neil. <laughs> I love you, James. There it I is. Love... Make sure you rate and subscribe and share the show with your friends. You guys know what to do. I don't have to fucking tell you anymore. We got a couple guests coming up here the next couple weeks. We're booked. So enjoy them, you assholes. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Make sure you insult the get, the fucking client. Oh, no, the fu- listeners. That's what they are. They're listeners.